You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 482 of Podcateers. This week, Becky wants pumpkin spice. Dreamlight Valley may be finally coming out of early release with a new update dropping the week this episode launches. Disney reaches a deal with Charter. Drew Barrymore crosses the picket line. Brett Iwin gets the honor of painting Mickey's official 95th anniversary portrait. News from Destination D23 about upcoming changes to the parks, including vehicles coming to DCA. The D23 Expo returns in 2024 with experiences at multiple locations and a week-long celebration. And of course, we cap off the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, with some facts about 1995 and 1996. We would love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcateers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, and access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com FGP. And of course, as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's it. That's going to wrap up the intro. Uh, I am going to go get some warm tea or something, but uh, if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 482 of Podcateers. Did you end up getting your pumpkin spice drink last ah. week? Well, that was not, that was, I did not get, I don't really like pumpkin spice that much. I like pumpkin spice, but I don't really like But Andrew spice. doesn't like pumpkin spice. Andrew doesn't, like, I like pumpkin pie, <laughs> um, and like a pump, like pumpkin flavored things, like a, like a nice, uh, like, they like make these roll things. It's like a yeah. cakey roll, you know, these like cake roll and there's like pumpkin and with like cream cheese icing in the middle or yes. it's like oh. rolled up. Familiar. Some sort of Swiss roll, kind of like a it's big like a giant Swiss roll. Debbie's sort of giant It's like but gi- it's like big. It's like the yeah. size of a loaf of bread. Uh, yeah. those things. I like those in pumpkin flavor, but you know, I don't drink coffee, so there's not really any like pumpkin spice. I have to get like a pumpkin spice frappuccino or something uh or milkshake mm-hmm. as i call it. i call the frappuccinos at starbucks milkshakes because i don't it's drink coffee what so that's what I, it's just a milkshake i get one chocolate milkshake please <laughs> they look at me <laughs> funny when i say it but they get what i'm saying that's funny um, so w- did we ever name your your pumpkin spice character Not no all, but the pumpkin spice character's name is a uh, Becky. Oh, jeez. Um, Becky. Becky. Let's punk on spice. <laughs> Becky and Dashian. Dashian. What? 
<laughs> We're just gonna mix Andrew and Kardashian. Just call her Kardashian. Uh, last name, first name Becky. Last name Andasian. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Becky loves punk. The most twice. vocal fry ever, buddy. Anybody <laughs> has it's a ridiculous. I could do this all day, but I, like, oh, I know it, does, it doesn't hurt my voice. It's like one of the few voices that like doesn't hurt my voice to do. Like you know, I could do a pirate voice, but that starts hurting after like a minute. Or like my like like Roz or my Smoker Lady. That's my favorite voice. To, my Harvey Firestein. They're like, "Hello, Hazen. I love doing <laughs> this voice, Tracy." Did- but it makes me cough after like twenty-one seconds. Did the debut commercial from this from last week's Quizneyland hurt your voice? It did not. I did oh, a nice. uh it uh any of it's like, you know, there's voices that are like like that like like this. It's like I don't know, it's in the back of the throat and it's like gravelly and it makes my throat really dry. But I did if you haven't listened to Quizneyland, there's a new uh Oogie Boogie uh commercial and so Yay. that that <laughs> is uh you know just kind of deeper because it's you know uh ken page is very you know smooth talking so it's you know well 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 it's you know not very gravelly it's smooth and, and mm-hmm. fun um yeah. but i was you know going going all over the place like mr oogie boogie and you know not that you know, <laughs> I, I did multiple takes, so it didn't sound horrible like that. Just did, but uh, yeah, some 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 hurt the voice, you know. Pirate and pirates kind of in that same voice where it it is gravelly and it does this back of the throat thing and whatever. Ay ay ay. I don't know. I did ay ay ay. That's not a pirate <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's like yeah. so, like Speedy Gonzalez or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Speedy Gonzalez, but he's a pirate. That's how I imagine Speedy Gonzalez as a pirate every day. Yeah. I'll make a t-shirt out of that. Speedy Gonzalez a pirate. He's got <laughs> as a patch and like a peg leg. He still runs I real mean, fast with his peg leg. Yeah. I just got one of the, are they called tricorn hats or triform hats or what are the pirate cats officially tri- called? Tri- tricorner. Is it? Oh, tricorner hats. Yeah. So I got yes, one. Three corners. Yeah. I got one in, in Dreamlight Valley. And so I've been trying to or try, create. Okay, like, hold on. I looked it up. It is tricorn. Oh, it uh, is tricorn. Okay. I, I guess I was wrong. Okay, so I got one tricorn. in Light Valley, and now I'm trying to figure out like a good pirate outfit for the character. Uh, mm-hmm. I th- I think I have a pirate jacket, like a captain jacket. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. like, like a brown a long one, brown one or yeah. something. I think. Yeah, but. There isn't much other stuff. Like I was hoping to find like a Mister Smee like striped shirt or something to put mm-hmm. under, like a very regal <clears throat> captain looking shirt or something, or like a vest or uh, like I don't know. I'll like figure the shirt, out. like the shirt from it. Seinfeld. Yes, the puffy <laughs> shirt from Seinfeld. The puffy shirt. Ideal situation. <laughs> Ideal situation. And I'm pretty excited because we're actually getting the Bell and the Beast update. Uh, tomorrow, as a matter of oh, fact, geez. from the recording of this episode. That's so, uh, not... September I started, 13th. I started playing last night again. I was like, okay, I got to do some, like, <laughs> upgrading some Vanellope, because she's at level two. So, I mean, I'm not, like, super, super behind, but, like, 
I haven't done any of this dream snap business. Yeah. Um, but my my fairy godmother's at like eight, and Vanellope is I think now at three or four since last night. So I'm not like the most behind. Everybody else is at ten, so it's not horrible. But I'm still like not caught up. <laughs> Did I ever give you my my tip for leveling up? your character we talked like, about yes. it we talked fast. about it off air because i did the same thing without us talking about it oh. I, I also do the same thing okay so i'm just gonna put it out there for everyone yeah. in case you're listening and you want to play so the the trick that we use to level up our characters is plant a bunch of stuff and the easiest thing that you can plant is wheat because yep. wheat only takes seven seconds to grow from point of watering it to being able to harvest it so what you do is you take your character you hang out with them and then you do everything with them you dig the holes you plant you water you harvest with them and if you do that and you already have some other gardeners, you will level them up ridiculously fast. I know uh, Fairy Godmother, I think I leveled or leveled her up to 10 in maybe like two hours, two, three oh, wow. hours maybe. Yeah. And I was able to get through that super quick. Vanellope, I enjoyed the quest a little bit more. Like I, I wasn't in, in a huge rush uh, because mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed the quest for Vanellope. <laughs> Sugar Rush, exactly. Um, and for Bell and the Beast, I don't think I'm going to rush through leveling them up because at this point, I'm kind of done with a lot of other stuff in the game. I don't need to hurry. Uh, the The content recording is kind of on hold right now. So I'm just going to enjoy the game on my second account and then go back to recording whenever I can. But... Yeah, I mean, we, we're getting an update, a new realm. We're getting some enhancements. We're getting a few new features. We'll talk about all that stuff in next week's episode once we get an opportunity to play. But um, like, I'm excited because The Forgotten is getting a new quest. I'm hoping they finally give us an answer to Skull Rock in this coming update. So it's exciting. Halloween Star Path. Halloween Star Path, yeah. yeah, that's coming. They got that like vomiting fountain from Nightmare Before Christmas coming. Take my yeah, money. Yeah, they got some good stuff. <laughs> like they I hate the, to say it, yeah, but I, I when Mel sent us that image about some of the new stuff that they're gonna be adding to the game, mm-hmm. the first thing I thought was, man, I don't have enough moonstones for this. Now I have to spend <laughs> real world money, All right? But oh, some man. of it's worth yeah. it, though. Some of that Halloween stuff, I'm totally down for. Hopefully, most of it's in the star path, the actual star path. As Hopefully. As opposed to, like, the, the yeah. uh, dream shop or whatever that flip Don't called. jinx it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to just like, okay, here's a haunted mansion exterior house. But it's in the, you know, it's in the thing. Uh, I'd buy that one, I'd though. buy it, too. We'll yeah, I'd yeah. buy it, too. That's why I'm saying that. It, that <laughs> I, I think this is going to be the Disney first land. time. I think this is going to be the first time I'm going to have to spend real-world money outside of buying the game to Twice. play in early access. Which, by the way, I think the game is officially coming out of early access now because they they talked about releasing physical copies physical digital copies yeah it's just like you can buy it in store because it comes with like a blanket or something it comes with like postcards and like 
images and stuff and then a digital code to download it so it's not yes. even a cartridge it's a physical case with a digital copy and a few goodies uh and you get some like in-game digital items as well that weren't included before so i know there's some people that aren't very happy about that because in early access they were able to get other exclusive items um I mean, if they give us an option to get them, I think it's cool. But included in box, exclusive printed sticker sheet, Boom. one sticker of sheet. six double-sided collectible posters. That's what's in the box. There you go. You get one of six. So if you want to, oh, if you no. want all of them, you gotta buy six boxes. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, and in the bonus content. 1400 14,500 moonstones a cottage style house exclusive cheshire cat sweater and exclusive raccoon companion skins yeah. burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I, is it, is I think it that's 14, weird 14,500 14, moonstones okay and it's 50 bucks i mean it's basically you're basically spending the money on the moonstones because I think it's $45 for that amount of moonstones in the yeah. game. So the extra five or six bucks or whatever else you're spending yeah. is on the additional, like the one postcard you're getting and the physical case and the and fact the that stickers. it had to be stored at a GameStop or at a at Best Buy or something. Oh, and the the stickers. Don't forget about the stickers. The oh, stickers geez. there is a the sticker. Sticker, of, sticker, I have sticker. To, like the picture of the stickers is really small, so I'm trying to see if I can zoom in and and see what it is. It looks like there's a Wally, a scar, a stitch, a Mickey Mouse, a Remy, a Star Command logo, uh Dreamlight kind of like star things and there's two that i can't tell mm. oh, one's like i don't know there's two that i can't tell but they kind of just look like they're the um what do they call it the like the stickers you can put on your shirt oh the, the um ah uh, i want to call them decals but they're not decals no no in the game they call them oh uh, uh, motifs motifs yeah they look yes. like they're just mo stickers oh one scrooge mcduck um, is he angry Scrooge or happy Scrooge? He looks like he's like happy Scrooge with a big coin behind him. Okay. Of course. They look like, because the one I recognize is like the Mickey Mouse with like the, it's like a yellow circle, an orange circle, and then a red circle behind him. It's definitely one that's of the motifs. definitely a motif. I've made a yeah. shirt with that design, yes. Yeah. So I think that's what all of them are, except for the Dreamlight Valley one is the only one I don't recognize. Like it's like the couple of stars. Anyway, yeah. I also don't like that you get raccoon skins. I think that's weird. Yeah. The the animals are the weirdest part. Anyway, well, again, we'll talk about it more next week. a red raccoon with a necktie. <laughs> with a necktie, I mean, hey. He has a necktie and a, then a purple raccoon a, with a bow tie. He's a posh tie. raccoon. Hey, bow he ties looks are angry. Cool. Bow ties are cool. Anyway, and a blue raccoon with glasses. I mean, this is a very office attire raccoon set. Yeah. <laughs> and a green raccoon with a pocket protector. That's the, nice. That <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. And kids' tickets are just five bucks. After 5 p.m. on Sunday. I don't know if any. I don't know if anybody gets that reference or not. At least the commercials used to play up here. 
It was for Monster Jam. Yeah, and we get it here in Anaheim. Do, are yeah. kids tickets just five bucks? Yes. Because that, that's okay. Because <laughs> that's the only thing I remember about the Monster Jam. Like, come see Grave Digger at Arco Arena, and kids tickets are just five bucks. And they yeah. sounded just like that. <laughs> we get we get Monster Jam at Anaheim Stadium. I don't think they've had Monster Jam since they rebuilt the stadium because it or the uh, arena because they used to have it at Arco, which was you know where the Kings played. And then they the, changed the name of that five times. And then they built the new one, which is a golden one center or whatever the heck it's called. And I don't know if they've had, because now they keep getting big concerts in there. They don't need to, like, do Monster Jam, lowly Monster Jam, when they can have, you know, fancy concert people. I can tell you, sir, that Monster mm. Jam is coming back to Anaheim on November 11th, 2023. Oh, Do well, I know that because I have tickets? No. All right. I just went on their website and found them. Monster Jam nice. Sacramento at the Golden One Center, January 27th and 28th. Boom. Hold on. Oh, that's Our funny. Kids. They're going to be in Anaheim January 20th and 21st of next year. So they leave there and, and then they drive up here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah listen much. to this crazy schedule, Wait, okay. though. Okay. Anaheim 2021, 20 and 21, February uh-huh. 3rd and 4th. February 17th and 18th. They love love Monster Jam in there, I guess. Yeah, but I, it's got to be different trucks, though, because in between the January yeah. uh, the 20th, they're going to be in Baltimore, Maryland, the 19th and tw- oh, through the 21st. So it has to be different trucks. Yeah. Because it overlaps the, in Anaheim. Or get this, they're the different. They're the same trucks. Or different diff- they're skins. They're all different trucks, but they have the same skins on them. They have different drivers. Dun, it's dun, like the dun. it's like the Blue Man Group. There's like <laughs> there's like you know forty five of them. Blue Men, yeah. They're just they're just there's three of four of them on tour. Three are on stage. One's just a backup, and then then they you know. What are you talking Blue about, Man. Andrew? There's only three of those guys ever. Only three. They're only like always, three. They just fly back and forth between Vegas That's and right. Florida. Yep. And they might everywhere. even they might even teleport there. I mean, why are they blue? Magic. I don't know. See, Here's they're the magic. I went on the Monster Jam to buy the tickets. And kids' tickets are not five bucks. So I don't know if that's over anymore. Maybe you need a Coke can. Oh yes, bring your bring your empty bring coke, your empty coke, coke can. can. I was like going to Six Flags. Bring a oh, let's bring yeah. a coke can. You get it for free. And I'm like, what? What? Like bad? Like how bad is it at Six Flags that you could bring in a coke can and get it for free? Like you can find that on the ground. Yeah. Hey, whatever what? works. Did you ever go to any of the Disney on Ice shows? No. I did. I think when I was a kid, I went to one. It was like a Hercules one. I remember because I got uh, they had a they had like the cup, you know, that 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 uh, what is it? Pain has in the, the oh. in the movie where it's yeah. like the Hercules cup. And it's kind of. Yeah, I got one of those. I don't have it anymore, but I remember getting it. Interesting. I remember oh, going I to one. I just I, I don't remember if it was like a Toy Story theme or or if it was just like a general character one, but aha, here it is. I could buy it on eBay. Ooh, I remember this too. Sorry, I'm interrupting. There's a Pegasus <laughs> cup that you could get an icy in. I remember that too. 
Anyway, mm. continue. Sorry, I was on eBay. No, that was it. I was just trying to remember which show it was. I want to say that it was like heavily Toy Story themed. I want to say that we also took our kids to one. Maybe that's the last one I remember because we took our kids to the Toy Story one while our oldest son would have mm-hmm. been able to go to that one. I'm going to see if I have photos or something of that. If anybody has this blue plastic Hercules cup and they want to mail it to me, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> I can buy one on eBay for 20 bucks. Oh, and you know what? This one says it's from McDonald's. Manufactured for McD Corp. Maybe I'm hey, conflating these things. Hey, McDonald's cups used to be awesome because they weren't they plastic. Were. They were those glass cups, remember? Yeah, these are plastic, though. I remember this cup. But then I remember this other Pegasus cup, too. Anyway, yes, the glass cups. They had them at Burger King, too, I think. But oh. they had Mc, uh, McDonald's had the Walt Disney World uh-huh. um, cups. Those were nice. So anyway, we'll be talking about Dreamlight Valley next week once we get a chance to play the update. And uh, Kids if you've ever been to bucks. one of those Disney on ice shows, leave a comment and tell us which one you went to. Because now I'm curious, like, how popular those actually are. Yeah, I mean, they have them, like, they come through town, like, ridiculously often. I think they're, like, now they're really, like, cheap to put on. Like, the yeah. scenery-wise, they just kind of... I've followed some people on Instagram that have, like, that that like to go to that the Disney on Ice, like, fairly frequently. And they'll be like, all right, this one's called, like... Disney Fun Pals Vacation. And then the other one's called Disney Fun at the Vacation Pals. And like they're just all <laughs> weird jumbled. Disney's Magic of Wishing Treasures and Disney's Treasures of the Wish. And yeah. they're all just kind of like jumbled together and they just kind of slot in different scenes from each one. There's not like a cohesive storyline on some of them like okay now here's coco and now here's mary poppins and now here's mickey mouse i mean it's kind of like a disney parade right except that it's going around an ice rink they got a cohesive song that kind of ties everything together and then they have their own little scene the magic treasure of the night is every day (laughs) i never knew this (laughs) they have that's us i made that up (laughs) they, they have two shows uh, called Into the Magic and Magic in the Stars that are on ice shows. And they're the, like the, the font and the way that the logo is set up looks like a deck of Lorcana. And so uh-huh. when I see it, like I was reminded of it because uh, I got the like an email. Um, the only reason it was on like top of mind was because I got an email saying that they're coming to the Honda Center. Um, and I think they're coming to Crypto Arena. Like, early December or something like that. Big part of crypto arena. Oh yeah. Staple center is not staple center anymore, man. It's crypto or uh, crypto.com arena. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. I guess crypto <laughs> has more money than the office supply store staples. I mean, that makes sense, but still. yeah, I mean for anyone that thought cryptocurrency was a fad, uh, Hey, there is an arena, so it it has at least that much money. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Right. When Arco Arena, Arco stopped sponsoring the arena here, it became Power Balance Pavilion. And I don't know if you know what Power Balance was, but it is was a the... scam. It, oh. was, it was these silicone bracelets that had, like, 
they said had this special something in it like that like helped your health and all this stuff and it was just like a silver sticker on this thing and they were they sold like hotcakes everybody's like oh yeah they're 20 bucks and uh, oh i feel so much better and da 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 and that didn't last very long oh man when i was a kid i remember i i don't know how widespread it was but i know in like the the mexican and hispanic community they had a similar device like it was like a bracelet that didn't go all the way around but it was like a thin wire and then it had like two little balls on each yes. end so it was like, there was like an <laughs> opening and like my everyone it's like those all the time. really yeah. yeah i know i know like, multiple oh, people that got it my yeah. grandpa wore one he's like yeah it's for your health i'm like okay it's like yeah, yeah they and swore I, by you know, it. <laughs> when when you're young you're like oh well it's freaking magic right like how else is it going to heal you and now I look back on those things. I'm like, man, pyramid schemes are the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, this power balance company still exists, and they're no. still just selling their silicone bracelets with a Get sticker out. on them. What? And let's see. Let's just like let's see. Taking inspiration from the fastest, whatever, hundred percent sur- surgical grade silicone. <laughs> what like? I they, I don't even, I don't know if they like have they should have like a about like what is your deal but if but, they have an about you would see that they're fake <laughs> yeah rise up and achieve your personal best with performance technology made for the athlete by the athlete mm. well I'm sold power ba- the power balance guarantee what they is have their a 30 guarantee? day money we offer a 30-day unconditional money-back guarantee. Proof of purchase required. Refunds and exchanges are accepted for purchases made directly from PowerBalance.com or at an authorized Power Balance events within the United States. All right. Apparently I don't know how we got on, on Power Balance, but we're not sponsored <laughs> by them. We don't support it in any way. Just We don't just support right. the, <laughs> the Oh, you can report a fake Power Balance ban to them. Anyway. All right. Uh, well... We got we got if, a ton. If you of, or your friends have had a power balance band, comment on the thing. Yeah, <laughs> did it help you become a better athlete? Like, Go did you run Discord. faster? Could you jump, jump over higher. buildings in a single bound? Were you able to see through walls? Like, what did it do for you? Yeah, did it work? <laughs> I don't know if I still. I had what like somebody gifted me one at one point. I don't know if I still have it, but if I do, I'm a show it to you. I don't need a power band. I have a magic band. Da 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 da. <laughs> da, da, da. Free magic bands at Disneyland. Let's transition to that. I don't know. While supplies last. While supplies last. I'm hoping that I can get one when I'm there. Not that I'm going to use it, hey. but I like a free thing. Hey, so speaking of magic bands, uh, obviously, uh-huh. you know, they, they're giving them away. They're, if you haven't heard, uh, there are certain locations at Disneyland when you buy, I want to say, $5 worth of stuff. They give you. It was said, I was the, told any purchase. Oh, really? I was told that it was like a $5 minimum purchase. Oh, but okay. if it's any purchase, anything's going to cost you at least $5 anyway. You buy water, it's a $12 bottle. So you're going to yep. spend yeah. 5 bucks anyway. Um, but if you buy basically, I guess, anything, you get the happiest place on earth the the light blue magic band is the one that they're giving away yeah this is a magic um, key. 
it's it's kind of nice. It's an exclusive Magic Key one. They have it on the Shop Disney site if you want to get it. And if your account is linked, you can get it at a discount there. It's still 20 bucks though. So whether you spend $20 in gas to get to Disneyland or... You know, you just buy it from Shop Disney with free shipping. Either way, it's a wash, but free Magic Band. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up is because, uh, you know, the Magic Bands are supposed to link to your ma- or link to your Magic Key, and they help you get into the park, help you, you know, scan attractions and your your lightning lanes and on your genie pluses and all that stuff, right? But it reminded me about the Magic Keys, and do you remember that there was this huge lawsuit that was happening because People were like, you guys aren't letting us go into the park and the reservation systems are killing everything, blah, blah, blah. And I remember when the lawsuit started, I thought, oh, man, they're going to mess it up for the rest of us. And Mm -hmm. I I mean, I almost feel like they still did, but they reached a settlement in this magic thing. So get this. Disney agreed to pay $9.5 million dollars in the class action lawsuit for the Magic Keys. This was about a week ago uh, that they settled. The original lawsuit, I think, was filed back in 2021. And the person that had originally filed the class action lawsuit had talked about how they paid $1,400 for an annual pass, but they were unable to reserve a ticket. And the big deal was, I think we actually talked about it on the podcast, where like magic key holders were unable to make a reservation because it said that there were no days available, but you could buy a ticket for the day. And so it looked like it was false advertising and they were Mm -hmm. blocking magic key holders out of the park. And so that's where this whole lawsuit like came from. So um, they went through, they settled and everything. And I guess it, the whole lawsuit is going to cover like 104,000 approximately like magic key holders. You don't have to do anything. Apparently that if you were a magic key holder between August 15th and October 25th of 2021, uh, you're going to get a cut of the settlement. You're just going to get a check one day or something from Disney for a whopping $67 and 41 cents. Now, I know some people are going to be like, oh, my God, like, that's great. Like, we won, right? Like, Disney had to pay. We're getting $68 out of this. But who's to say that next year Disney's not going to be like, hey, your magic key just went up $100, right? And they're yeah. going to make up that 68 bucks next year when you renew your magic key. So mm-hmm. the the problem with these types of lawsuits is there's always a chance that we end up losing long-term Right. Like it seems like we're getting the win because, you know, you stuck it to the company and you got the win on this. But I like personally, I don't know how anybody else feels, but personally, I feel that it puts magic key holders in a situation where they're bound to lose more over time because things like this will flag Disney to see where the loopholes and there's holes in their process. And they're going to start to like cover those holes and say like, well, now you don't get this. Now you don't get that. We're going to remove this from it because that's a liability. And so, like I said, you pay more, you get less in the long term. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not, it's not far from when they were overcharging at the parks for Disney plus. So who's to say, I mean, you're pretty much like you have a point right there. And 
every year they do raise their prices. So again, who's to say that they won't do that? Yeah, well, and also this only the lawsuit from what I'm reading only uh, affects people that oh that had dream keys specifically. It's not every every pass holder. It's dream key specific because that really? was the pass that, that was yeah that was a pass that said no blockout days and they're like well I had blockout days because da 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 so it's saying that there was. More than a hundred thousand exclusively just dream key holders. Wow. Well, I mean, if I could opt out and be like Disney, forget sending me sixty-eight dollars, just don't raise my magic key next year. I think I would be content with that. Yeah. Hey, so, how about lower the price? Give me yeah, give me more stuff, but keep your sixty-eight dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I just I thought that was you know. It's been going on for it's, a few years now, yeah. but it's just it's one of those things where I don't know. I'm assuming that the people that had the lawsuit in the first place were probably going to be like, yeah, and we're going to make it. So they have to change it back to da 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 da. And it's like that net was never going to happen. No. Like like they're a private company. They can do what they want as long as they are being truthful in what they're advertising to people, which, you know, this apparently, you know, was, must've been reached a settlement means it was settled out of court usually. Yeah. Um, so nobody, they, they don't, uh, have the thing that have the, the thing where they have a lawsuit and show blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. It's all weird. Yeah. But hey, I mean, I guess I'll have an extra sixty-eight, seven bucks, because I had a dream key. And and there you go. Now you can get three bottles of water and three magic bands. Yay! Because <laughs> I wanted and a churro. three magic band. And a I don't churro. know. Yeah. Or I half can a buy churro. Like I can buy like one meal uh, at like <laughs> a mid-tier restaurant at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's tons of stuff to talk about. We're still holding off on talking about any of the content coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. There was an announcement for films and everything that we've obviously been holding back on because we are in support of the WGA and SAG after strike. Um, but... Uh, we, you, you know, we mentioned last week that Spectrum or Charter Communications, uh, Spectrum is the local Southern California version of Charter, uh, had pulled channels because Disney could not reach an agreement. And we thought, well, they're going to settle that one super quickly, you know, because it's it's ironic that Bob Iger's like, well, I'm going to do what the strikers are doing and I'm going to take my stuff, take my ball and go home. Uh, apparently they settled. They found common ground and that has already been fixed. So it seems like they can make a deal and they did it in a week. And um, the writer strike's still going on. <laughs> right. But that needs to be solved because, listen, I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but... There is a Star Wars property on Disney Plus where there's stuff happening and I want to be able to talk about it. So, mm -hmm. Disney, get on that. We want to talk about it. Right. Um, 
but yeah, we're still in support. Uh, apparently, Drew Barrymore is not. You know, Drew Barrymore <sighs> has been a part of you know Disney projects in the past, and it was surprising to see her essentially bringing her show back. The clause that she was supposedly bringing her show back under is that. Uh, you know, like news shows are not part of the strike because they're delivering like news content, right? It's not like a talk show or anything like they're that. They're like a separate contract. Yeah. The, the news is a Their contract, contract is up next year, right? The news yeah, organizations. Yeah. yeah. And Drew Barrymore essentially slotted herself as a news show instead of a daytime talk show because she delivers news and she changed her set to look like a news set. So apparently that was enough for her to bring her show back without her writers, by the way. And listen, I, I understand like they, they have entire, like an entire staff of people suffering, but so do all the other late night shows, all the other daytime shows who aren't crossing the picket line. And this, I, I feel, is going to set a really bad precedent where if they can put on a show that people are going to continue to watch, the these major studios are going to say, well, I guess we didn't need the writers to begin with. And the strike is either going to continue or we're not going to see any change. So the fact that, you know, Drew Barrymore has been in the business for a really long time. So the fact that she went and crossed the picket line like this and so blatantly too. It's yeah. so confusing because her show is like, it, it's harbored so much goodwill by bringing on guests and providing this safe space for guests to talk about Hollywood as an industry and the way that they've been done wrong by the industry. I, and then honestly, I don't like, I don't watch daytime talk shows, but I saw a clip from with Jeanette McCurdy, who had been on Nickelodeon and stuff, and uh, that you know brought other other clips and stuff. <clears throat> and so these clips that I had seen like on TikTok and everything, like it, it it felt like a really nice place for people to go, and it was like a public therapy session basically, right? And f- like I feel like all this good work that she's done is just gonna go to waste now because people are gonna see her as a scab yeah it's it's pretty bad <clears throat> excuse me it's it's pretty bad for her to do that and not just only being seen as as a scab but she's also a businesswoman who owns a beauty line so people are already starting to like boycott and not support her so this is just not good and it kind of stinks coming from like a family. I mean, her family comes from theater. It's like, why would you do that? You know, why? I guess uh, she's got her reasons. It's kind of sad. You know? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I hope that they can find some common ground soon for the for the people on strike because this is... It's bad. It's. It is. I, I'm sure that it's getting to the point where the studios want to ruin people's lives to the point where they think they're going to come crawling back. But I I feel like there is enough momentum with the writer strike where the writers might just say, you know what, I'll go do something else. 
or they'll go work for one of the private studios and they'll just make content for the private studios that are promising them, you know, the terms that they want to work under. So I don't know. It's a really it's a really fine line. But, you know, we've been supporting them and we will continue to support them. I don't know how long this is going to last, but, you know, we'll figure out what to do. We've been doing it this long. We can keep going. It's easy peasy. Right. There's theme parks to talk about. There sure is. And there's quite a bit to talk about, actually, because Destination D23 happened on the East Coast this weekend. Uh, there was a tons of announcements. We're going to be getting into those in a moment. But I, I want to send a quick congratulations out to Brett Iwin. Brett Iwin, as many of you know, is the voice of Mickey Mouse. And Brett Iwin had the honor of painting the official Mickey Mouse portrait for for the 95th anniversary or for Mickey's 95th birthday. Imagine having the honor of painting an official Mickey portrait when the legacy of those portraits is mainly Disney legend John Hench. So to be in the same breath as John Hench... To, to paint an official Mickey portrait. I mean, talk about like geek out moment. Yeah, iconic. And not just that, he voices Mickey. It's like, what? How? How do you top that? Like, that's pretty cool. And his painting is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, skills. I, I didn't know, but he did a great job. So yeah, iconic for sure. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a nice look and you get a little sorcerer Mickey and he's in some uh swirly magic and there's like a star or something, I don't know. It's yeah, it's nice looking and yeah, I was actually there may be a, a Mickey portrait question coming up on uh a Quizneyland episode soon. We'll see. I was that was one since that was in the news, I was thinking about doing one trying to figure out how to uh phrase it since uh you know i don't know we'll figure out what that question may be but be on the lookout that might might happen was there a portrait for the 85th and 90th anniversaries i don't believe so they just like i think they like happen whenever they feel like it that's kind of what it feels like looking and they're like okay they did one so they did one for mickey's 25th 50th 60th, 60th, 70th, 75th, 80th. Yeah. And then the 75th, 75th was the last time John Hench did it, right? And Uh, then, yes. For the 80th is when. So the TLDR version of the story is that back in like the 50s, Walt had talked to all of the artists and they said, hey, we want you to submit your artwork for this contest that we're doing. And. Uh, John Hench ended up winning the contest with an oil painting that he had done of Mickey Mouse. And that's kind of where the like the first official portrait of Mickey Mouse came to be. It was like like 52 or 53 and 53. And so uh, 25 years later is when they finally did like the next one. Right. And so right after that, they did one for the 60th, like Andrew said, 70, 75. And then when they got to the 80th anniversary, um, they did another contest. 
and um, I don't remember his name, uh, but it was one of the art directors. Paul Felix. Paul Felix. He was an art director for Disney who ended up winning the contest. So he became the official artist. Uh, And Brett Iwin's portrait is the 95th anniversary portrait. Uh, At this point, more than likely, I feel like Brett Iwin might do the 100th anniversary one as well. You know, yeah, it, it just it feels like that's that's going to happen. But either way, like you said, Mel, the fact that he voices Mickey and he got to paint the official portrait. That's like, I don't know, that's like, uh, it's like geek out moment of the year, <laughs> of the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we'll see, I don't even know if we'll see something else like this. Oh, they did do a Mickey's 90th uh, portrait. Oh, they did? Oh. Who did the 90th? They did for, it was, uh, uh, where does his name go? It was his name is Mark Hen. Um, oh, twenty eighteen. That's Mickey the with one bunch with Mickey with the balloons. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, okay. Spreading Our happiness bad. around the world was real at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, um, I remember. Okay, now yes. I remember. It's the balloons, and that's when the that's when they released all the new artwork with the pins and stuff with the new version of Mickey from the shorts. Gotcha. Like in the in the parks, a lot of like the the birthday stuff that they had was like the oh. new version of Mickey versus gotcha the old style. Anyway, found that. <laughs> Boom. There well, you thanks. Go. <laughs> Little history lesson. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, congratulations to Brett Iwin. You know, it's su- such an honor, and uh, he's an accomplished artist. So you know, it was it's fantastic to see you know that that piece that he that he painted. Uh, we got some news about the D23 Expo that was announced at Destination D23. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to remind you that this episode of Pocketeers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Pocketeers possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to go to podcateers.com slash FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors, a link to our Patreon, a little bit of information about what the FGP Squad is all about. But of course, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks like access to discount codes uh, for Bodyketeers gear, random giveaways, uh, access to our happy hour calls whenever we have an opportunity to do those. There's additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon. So... Uh, if you're interested, again, podcateers.com slash FGP is where you will find more information. But of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. So Destination D23 happened. It's kind of like a mini D23 expo. There's a lot of announcements that happened. I kind of have a, I have a list of bullet points us to go through and we'll just kind of comment on each one as you know as as i list them through a lot of this stuff 
uh, are items that we kind of knew were happening already because they announced them at the D23 Expo, either at the last one, or we knew that they were projects that were previously announced. So a lot of them were more updates about when they're opening and, you know, some that are reaching completion at this point. The first one is cast previews are happening at Hong Kong Disneyland for the World of Frozen the Arendelle area, which is going to be opening at that park. It looks like the official opening date is November 20th. And I have to admit that the roller coaster that they have in that area, it feels like it looks like it's very Seven Dwarves Mine Train, but like the theming looks amazing. Like, I love it. Yeah, kind of giving like, uh, like almost like, Ode de Matterhorn or something, but also Seven Dwarves Mine Train. It seems very cool because it's the, I think it's uh, Wandering Oaken's Sliding Sleighs, I think yeah. is the, the name of that. So it's, yeah, kind of a sleigh type thing. But yeah, it, it looks it looks cool. Yeah, if it's, if it's like Seven Dwarves Mine Train, then I'm okay to go on it because I'm a chicken. <laughs> but oh, more importantly... Cute you won't come off with like a broken back like you would on the Matterhorn. Yes. That's true. <laughs> That's always the, a plus. There's a video. It was what, you know, like a TikTok or Instagram reel or whatever. And it says like riding the Matterhorn uh, when you're over 30. And it was the video of that cop going down that slide. Oh, where he's like, oh, like that, where he's like, bang, over, bang, like, bang, 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 bang. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. The, <laughs> like, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's funny. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Zootopia Hot Pursuit is the new attraction coming to the Zootopia area. They showed some updates on that. It looks like it's coming along really nicely. Uh, they did not provide an opening date, so it looks like they're still working on that part. There was an announcement for the newest destination in the Caribbean. It's going to be called Lookout K at Lighthouse Point. That's going to be in the Bahamas. And along with that announcement, like we knew that the Disney Treasure was the last ship uh, in the fleet. Uh, the the Treasure is set to have its maiden voyage, I think, in early 2024, if I remember correctly. Um, but the latest ship announced is the Disney Adventure. That one is scheduled to set sail in December 2024. Uh, that's going to be the seventh uh, in the fleet. It's going to be, I think it's going to be leaving from Singapore. And Ooh. it's going to be heading over, obviously, to to Lookout K. Uh, have, you, have I done uh, No, I think, been? isn't that the one that they acquired? As far as I could tell, they're building it. Well, so there is a ship. I don't know if you've heard about this. That some cruise company like defaulted on that was like part halfway done or something, and Disney bought the ship, and so that it's built by I don't know if it's built by the same builders or not, but it's getting rebranded as a Disney ship. It wasn't done yet, so there's stuff that they can, they're putting into it, and I think that's going to be their first international cruising ships it'll be going like to italy and things like it's going to be for the european continent or something i believe um i don't know if that's mm. the same ship or not but they had they had acquired a ship at some point i that's i don't think it's the same one i know which one you're talking okay. about 
because the they, they had it was yeah, like they, the global dream or something like that is the one that they bought i think it was from carnival cruise right was it a carnival cruise i don't remember exactly what it is what ship it is uh but yeah let's see yeah formally yeah this is this one it's the adventure Disney Adventure, formerly named the Global Dream, oh, it is now the defunct Dream. Genting Cruise. Disney Cruise Line purchased the partially finished ship in late 2022. Disney will be sailing from Singapore. That's its that's its home base, is Singapore. Oh, I thought they were okay. building. So no, this one. From yeah, scratch. I didn't know that this one was the Global Dream. It says uh, the destination, likely destinations are Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, uh, possibly Australia, New Zealand as well, according to uh, this. So, yeah, this is this is the one that that was rebranded from the global dream. I already lost it. Was that what I said? Global dream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Global something. Or, global dream. Yeah. From Genting Cruise Lines to uh, advent, the Disney Adventure. So that's why it looks they they're painting it the same but like all the disney ships have the very like specific back end that are you know right kind of different than most other cruises cruise ships and this one this one looks more like a general cruise ship uh so they put the they like doing the same like red smokestack things and the the black paint job you know black and white paint job and everything but the like the three other Disney ships, the the what the fantasy, the dream, and the I don't know treasure, what, treasure, yeah, treasure. Those are all the same ship. Base they just built three of them. They're like build yeah. one, Got build it. another one, build the other one, and they all look identical. And they all have this like same back end. All the Disney cruises have like this. It's like a it like curves under if you ever look at it. But anyway, that's that's what's going on with that ship. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that that's the one that they had purchased. I thought that was going to be the third one that they were working on. That's their so that's the fourth that's their fourth ship in in the last the last 5 years or whatever. So they built 3 to like three three in a row. And I think that was the 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 treasure, the fantasy and the wonder. I don't know. I'm making up these names, I'm guessing. I know whatever the most recent one is, the treasure the treasure that that is the last i think the last of the ones that they had built at that place in germany anyway none of us have done a disney cruise so i don't know a ton about them but i've i've (laughs) you know done enough research just because of the names and and things to to know a little bit i keep up on it a little bit but i don't know too much on on cruises i mean i see that they have a lot of what look like fun experiences on cruise ships but You know, I and mean, I think I think this was it the treasure that also had like a haunted mansion thing yes. on it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, they're doing cool stuff. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you're interested, obviously, back when the Galactic Star Cruiser had opened, that was one of the biggest contention points, right? Because the amount that you would be spending on two nights or a weekend at the Galactic Star Cruiser is pretty much what you could be spending on a week for a cruise mm-hmm. right so that's why it was you know not received very well by a lot of people but um i mean i've seen a lot of the concept art for inside of these ships and it i mean it looks marvelous inside they do 
they do such a great job in decorating them. It, it's it's very regal and it there's there's magic experiences everywhere, including the portals. You know, you got like Disney characters popping out of the water and stuff like that as you're like staring yeah. out into the ocean. I think you know they have all these fun little experiences. So you have like full stage shows in some of these. So that's the yes. only place you can see Aladdin musical spectacular, my favorite musical of all time. They still yeah. have it on two of the Disney cruise ships. Mm-hmm. Nice. No longer at the Hyperion, yes. but if you want yeah, to go to see, come back. that's where you it, can go. Watch it should it. come back. They they said what, what was the thing that they. They put on the after Rogers closed. They put something on there to like. Not tease. all things come to an end, or something like that. Yeah, something. <laughs> Not all dead things that. are actually dead. Sometimes they come out of the ocean frozen and uh, are alive again. Zombie cap confirmed. There you go. Okay, what else will happen at this Destination D thing? We're getting on a 10-minute tangent about cruise ships. Yeah, um, so there was an announcement that, and I think this is one of the more exciting ones. Uh, I believe that FGP Squad member Albert posted this on Discord when it was announced, but uh, Magic Kingdom is getting a Pirates of the Caribbean-themed lounge in Adventureland. That is awesome. I saw the little clip of uh, the cast members... Like running towards the area. Doing the Jack Sparrow run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looked cute. <laughs> I think we would run like that too if we had one. <laughs> I mean, that's just how I run in general, but I'm not <laughs> trying to be Jack Sparrow. That's just how what I look like running. He copied uh, you. Did there you he? go. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it looked suspicious. If you could add uh, Pirates of the Caribbean themed lounge to Adventureland here, what would you get rid of? Well, I wouldn't add it to Adventureland. I'd add it to New Orleans Square because that's where it belongs. And I'd put it in the well, stupid... Well, that's true. Uh, I'd put it above Pirates of the Caribbean where there's a thing that only like five people can go to. How about there? <laughs> okay. And the old I'll dream suite. That. Like that's that's the best spot for it. Put it there. Nobody can go to that stinking place anyway. It costs $20,000 to do. Like where else? <laughs> like... um. People are going to hate me for this, but get rid of the blue bayou and make that into the lounge so that you see pirates as you cruise through the lagoon. I, you look, I like (laughs) that idea. It would be easier to get into if it was the lounge versus blue bayou. Yeah. I I don't know about that. I think it would be harder (laughs) because it's new. Put it on Tom Sawyer Island. To put it on, you got to take a raft, Tom Sawyer Island. You know, knock down that fort that's still back there, technically. Right? That is, that's still there. It is. Is that yeah. still there? Or Big did they get treasure. rid of that? Or did they get rid of that when they when they shortened the river? It's there. I can't remember. No, it's, it's still the there. It's still there. Because yeah. these are for like cast member stuff. Right. And like phantasmic stuff. Knock that down because it's rotten anyway. And put a lounge back there. You got to take a little boat to get to the <gasps> lounge. Oh my gosh. That'd be so you gotta cool. You got to walk over like a barrel everything. bridge. Ooh. Okay. I like it. I like it. Let's see. Country Bear Jamboree is going to be getting uh, like a retheming. There was already, Mm -hmm. you know, some contention about keeping the Country Bear Jamboree. There were some changes, you know, uh, in recent years to names of the bears and stuff like that. But it looks like now the retheme is going to be the. They're going to be singing basically a bunch of Disney songs in bluegrass style. So Mm -hmm. it feels like this is 
Yeah, it feels like this is kind of like their last effort to saving the country bears and i yeah. you know i hope it works you know i think it's a it's a fun yeah. little show and if they're going to be just doing disney music and stuff and you know i, I think it'll be fun yeah, yeah i think this is a, a better thing than than losing the country bear jamboree which Correct. is was a possibility you know the imagineers trying to save it because it you know has a lot of old Imagineer ties and old, you know, Mark Davis and, you know, Albertino and, every, you know, everybody just like all this stuff. So it's, it's a classic. It's, it's, you know, one of the weirder classics that's still around, but if you can save it, you know, I hope they keep the opening song and I hope they keep the closing song because those are kind of the uh, iconic things, but put a bunch of Disney songs in the middle. I think it'll be a good old fun time. It's a winner. It is. Mm-hmm. Chicken dinner. Uh, let's see. What else? At D23, we got a tease for the possible expansion behind Big Thunder. It was mentioned again, but no other At details. They just kind of, yeah, they, they kind of teased it, but they didn't really like make a big deal. They're like, maybe there's a world of possibilities out yeah, there. Maybe just, we could know, do something. It's a thing. Yeah. By the way, uh, they mentioned the Hatbox Ghost again because, you know, in November, Walt Disney World is stealing the Hatbox I mean, they're getting the Hatbox Ghost in their haunted mansion. And, you know, it was announced that it, the Hatbox Ghost was going to be part of the Endless Hallway. And uh, you mentioned it, Andrew. There was this big, like, hubbub because people like you thought, like, wait a second. We thought that the unofficial official story of the mansion was that the ghosts come out to socialize after the seance room, right? Leota mm-hmm. does her incantation and then boom, like, you know, like Mel had mm-hmm. mentioned it at one point. You mentioned it. And, you know, everybody was upset about this. And at this event, they mentioned how uh, this is happening. Apparently, the Hatbox Ghost is an unhappy haunt. And the Hatbox Ghost is essentially roaming the mansion because he's unhappy. And that's why he could be anywhere in the mansion. And it explains why he's in that spot because he's kind of looking for a spot. But the happy haunts only appear after Leota. Okay. (laughs) This sounds like, uh, (laughs) hey, uh, everybody's mad about this. Somebody come up with something real quick. All right. Uh, He's on happy haunt. Okay, got it. We're going to do it real quick. Uh, Yeah, we got to cover our butts because everybody's mad about it. I mean, <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. Like, it's a good answer. Like, it's not a bad answer, but yeah. it does kind of feel like, oh, well, we got to talk about this because uh, uh, there's a bunch of grumpy people online. Uh, so we got to talk about a Destination D 23. Yeah. You know how they could have, like, I, I get it. Like you said, it was one of those, like, quick fix ideas. It's a band-aid to the story. But there's actually a better version of the story. They They can actually wrap this around and just... Make it make sense. Don't add the Hatbox Ghost to Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion. Leave it here in Anaheim, and then there's your story. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yep. You could give get them their own ghost. I said this last time when we talked about it. Give them the sea captain or something. Give them yes. whatever, like something else. Like, I mean, I get it. Because I mean, I'm not gonna go into this again. It's merchandise 
this is why the Hatbox Ghost is going to Walt Disney World because they can then sell all the Hatbox Ghost merchandise that they make for Disneyland over there. They make so much of it here. Now that they have the Hatbox Ghost there, they can sell it there. That's my 100%. I'm all in on that's the reason why it's going in there. And, and if they put something different, they could, they could, they'd have to make a whole bunch of different stuff. And now they can just make one order of bags that says Disneyland and Disney World without having to worry about different bags for each coast. Yeah, stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Merch! <laughs> uh, let's see. What else did they talk about? Um, oh, Animal Kingdom, Tough to Be a Bug. That show is going to be replaced by a Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde show. Uh, looks like there's going to be a new Zootopia animatronic added to that area. Um, Where are this... we going to hear Jason Alexander say? Uh, Jason Alexander say anybody wants some cake? Like, yeah. what will Where? we ever do? Where? Oh, no. Or no, he says it's a piece of cake. That's what he says. Where will we ever get to see Claire de Claire de Room? And. Mm. Yeah, mm. Claire de Room. Anyway, a I new like dark it's tough ride. to be a bug a little bit. Okay. Yeah, well. uh, let's see. There's another announcement for this area that I want to get into after, but I'm going to go through the other announcements first because this one I know is going to be the biggest one for both of you. Uh, uh-huh. Epcot, the World Celebration uh-huh. area is apparently almost done, so it looks like the walls are finally going to be coming down. So for anybody that's visited Epcot and has been taking pictures of the cool wooden walls uh they're gonna be gone soon so get your pictures while you can luminous uh will be uh the i think it's called luminous the symphony of us will be replacing Eh. epcot forever that's gonna be Uh debuting in december 5th the moana area that they recently opened up for cast member previews is officially opening journey of water journey of water yeah uh, there's going to be a meet and greet with Asha from the upcoming film Wish in Epcot here at Disneyland and at Disneyland Paris. Figment, uh, they missed the park entirely. We had talked about them bringing Figment to California Adventure, uh, and they said, oh, we don't want to buy him a plane ticket. It's too many seats, so we're just going to do a meet and greet at the Imagination Pavilion starting September 10th. I get it, but you missed the park entirely, so Josh, you may want to go back and revisit that figment dca mm-hmm. not Epcot. just just bringing that up soren for a limited time we'll go back to soren over california i think in a couple weeks september or something uh is when it's gonna convert to california the, su- the superior version <laughs> the, yeah those oranges <laughs> man <sighs> it's so much better the music is. is much better yeah it is yeah uh, a big change, Test Track, is going to get a re-theming uh, with their partnership with uh, GM and Chevrolet. Uh, this, I think, was the one that got the biggest buzz because it looks like the new attraction re-theme is going to be inspired by the Worlds of Motion attraction that originally opened in 82. So... Uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. An updated version of that would be pretty nice. I never got to ride the original version, but I've seen videos and I've seen pictures and stuff. So, you know, I think it'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like like also like EV more yeah. like stuff. And I mean, it's nice that, you know, this is the things that happens when attractions have sponsors that care about 
their attractions. They get updated because it was updated right before we went to Walt Disney World the first time. So we never got to ride the original version, but me and Mel had been on the the 2.0 version. Now there's 3.0 coming out, so we got to right. go back, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, it's kind of like trends, right? Like everything that's trendy now is what was trendy in the 90s. So everything's it it's a it's a circle of life if you will big old jeans that's right and uh, i saw people wearing jinko jeans and i was like wait a second those are back those are like a oh, thing again? yeah my my oh, little yeah. sister was wearing jeans that were kind of similar they weren't like that bad like the really big jinkos but like they were like really wide leg i'm like what is going on people are in overalls all the time and you know i don't know I man, the 90s I, are back. Yo, I tried overalls and I could never get past looking like a hog farmer. That's my problem too. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm like, go, 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 do the uh, the pig squeal competition, pig calling competition. <laughs> Have you seen that video, the pig calling competition? No. If you haven't, yes. Everybody, just go look up the pig calling competition. It's very funny. It's I'm yeah. Have to look it up. <laughs> yes, it's very funny. Uh, okay, so now the big news. Uh, there was some buzz at the last D23 Expo about Dinoland getting replaced with some Zootopia and Moana-themed stuff. Uh, there's new concept art that now it's going to be a more tropical area. And in the concept mm-hmm. art, it looks like they're going to be adding Casita from Encanto and an Encanto area towards the back of Dinoland. But more importantly, there's going to be an Indiana Jones area. And a lot of it mm-hmm. uh, has to do with the fact that the dinosaur attraction already kind of uses the vehicle system that's used here uh, for the Indiana yep. Jones attraction. It um, actually uses the exact sa- it's the exact same building with the exact same track layout, same track and everything, it's, I, right? It's the yeah. I, the building and the track is identical to Indiana Jones here. That's like at the end where you would go down under the the boulder here you go down under a dinosaur it's yep. it's the same it's the same exact layout nice well there you go there's going to be an entire indiana jones area for you now i i wonder if they'll do if they'll just port over uh kingdom of or not kingdom temple of the crystal skull which is the one that's in tokyo which takes place in south america probably because oh. I mean, or they'll come up with something different. Temple of the, you know, I don't know what, but they have Paco over there instead of Sala. They have Paco. Um, he's like the Sala. It's yeah. It's like a yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm very. Uh, I mean, dinosaur is okay. I mean, I know a lot of people have a lot of fondness for it. I thought it was a quite a very boring ride when I went on it, uh, and. You're not alone. It's kind of like, oh my god, there's a dinosaur right there. Okay. Oh no, where is it? It's then there's like five minutes of darkness. It was just like the darkest. (laughs) It's like, oh, and a dinosaur. Oh no. Scanners say there's a dinosaur over there. Oh, it's some bushes and some darkness. Like the pre-show is better than the attraction. You know, with the Doctor Seeker and, and stuff. So it's, yeah, I, I thought it was boring. I mean, I can see people having fondness for it because, you know, it's a ride they've been on a lot of times. It's kind of the same thing with, you know, we talked about Splash Mountain and other attractions closing. Like, sometimes, 
you know, you just have attachment to them because you've been on them a billion times. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best ride on the planet. Uh, I will not say that about Indiana Jones is the best ride on the planet. And we should have more <laughs> Indiana Joneses. Uh, mm. And you know what? Maybe they'll just put freaking Temple of the Forbidden Eye uh, over there, and nope. then maybe we'll get no. But here's <laughs> no. the thing: then maybe they already steal we'll everything some... from here. Why not? Yeah, but yeah, here's no. the thing: here's the thing. Just like they're doing with the hat box ghost, then we can get. I'm grabbing the microphone. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> uh, then we get more <laughs> merchandise for Andrew to buy <laughs> because they're like, it's a new Indiana Jones attraction, Temple of the Forbidden Eye at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom. We're gonna. Get a bunch of merchandise, and Andrew will buy it all. But that probably won't happen. But no. uh, <laughs> maybe they'll. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Indiana Jones, great, good idea. It doesn't fit with Animal Kingdom, but who cares? It's still a good idea. What does Indiana Jones have to do with animals? Uh, snakes, I guess. I don't know. That's it. Why does it always have <laughs> to be monkey? snakes? What does uh, Encanto have to do with animals? Uh, I don't know. That one kid has animals. Uh, so Animal <laughs> Kingdom, <true>. it is. <laughs> Oh. And that other sister has flowers. You know what flowers I think Flowers or happened? animals. What <laughs> happened? Uh, I Both. think that, uh, yeah. I think what happened was when they were trying to figure out if they should, like, revamp, like, just re-theme Dinosaur. They're like, you know what? It's easier to just make it Indiana Jones anything because, like you said, the attraction is exactly the same, right? Because somebody must have gone to... Uh, universal in um uh beijing and then they rode the jurassic world attraction there where you get chased by an indominus rex yes that was and bananas. it's the most lifelike thing that they have in any freaking dark ride and they thought we're not gonna top this like this is just not gonna happen just retheme it to something else dun, 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 dun. Who cares? Because Indiana Jones is awesome. So who <laughs> cares if he fits? With a special appearance by the Hatbox Ghost before he was a ghost in the right. endless yes. Crystal Skull Hollow. It's the Hatbox Ghost, but he's the he's the Sala. He's the <laughs> fleshy Hatbox Ghost, Hatbox no. Man. Hat he has no name. Man. His name is Hatbox Man. Hatbox Man. He's a Hatbox Salesman. Hatbox Man. He he says hello. <laughs> Welcome, my friend, to the <laughs> Temple of the Hatbox. I can I, see it happening. Hatbox Ben. Yeah. You're welcome for that third gate here in California. <laughs> Hatbox Man. <laughs> uh, that's some of the major announcements that came as part of Destination D23. Oh, sorry. There was actually one big one, and it had to do with the D23 Expo. So the well, D23 wait, wait a minute. Expo. You didn't cover the biggest thing that's coming to Disneyland. Avengers Campus Ride is going to have vehicles oh, in it. Oh, yes. Did you yes. know that the ride that you ride on will have vehicles? Yeah. Disneyland Resort, the Avengers Campus, California Adventure, the ride will have vehicles. And we knew this. It'll, yes. Which is why I didn't cover it. But the ride, they told us about it. They you know said, what? You're right. By the they way, did. all this By stuff is coming to Walt Disney World. <laughs> By the way, Disneyland's ride is going to have still thinking about the this. vehicles 
You can ride in. You can like, ride in the vehicles in the ride. By the way, but the second e-ticket we promised you, we're still right. thinking about it. It's still on It'll our list. Have, we drew a picture of vehicles. And guess what? They look like all the other trackless vehicles that every other ride has. They fit 12 people and they're all the same shape and they're gray, just like all the other ones. So the we ride, did it. we have to, this is, it's very important. The ride is going to have vehicles and there's going to be a meet and greet with that thing, that person from that new movie. And that's all they announced for Disneyland. Actually, Man, no. I'm so glad. There's bigger news. We we kind of forgot. News. Yeah. In oh. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland finally gets a little bit of love. On new s- trash cans oh. are coming to Tomorrowland. Right. No, what did I miss? Star Tours. Oh, yeah. yeah. Star Tours is getting a new scene. There was a lot of sarcasm. Yes. Also, the thing that they always do every time there's a new Star Wars thing, they're also doing that at Walt Disney World and also at Disneyland and all the other places that Star Tours happens. Yeah. But not at, yeah. Yeah, Paris, Walt Disney World, and here are getting new uh, scenes. There will be vehicles. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you, you, the doors will open and then you walk in and then you sit down and then you take the seatbelt from your right and then you put it into the thing on your left. Slow down. Wait a second. Pull the yellow tab. Wait a second. You, okay. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on. You're going too fast. Uh-huh. Are you telling me that the that the second e-ticket in Avengers Campus is going to have vehicles? This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know why they like glossed over this. This could have been like a panel all on its own. The vehicles are gonna be there. They fit 12 human people in them. I'm probably like, I'm getting really close to the mic. I'm sorry if I blow you out. <laughs> but the 12... 12 humans can fit in the vehicle. They will each get a seat belt, which wow. will each have a yellow tab to pull on. Wow. And then the doors, they open and they close. They don't just stay open. They yeah. also close. And then the vehicle, Melissa is just done with me right now. <laughs> the vehicle <laughs> will take you somewhere. Where is that? Maybe to Wakanda or something to do with King Thanos or maybe it's somewhere else. We haven't decided because we don't know what this ride is. Right. There's (laughs) going to be vehicles. I will say, though, that of all Hmm. the vehicles, if they gave me the option of having one giant seatbelt for the entire section or row versus uh-huh. an individual seatbelt as this vehicle will have uh-huh. individual seatbelt all the way, man. 
individual. Yeah, it's yeah, that would no, be fun. this isn't no Spider Man where it has one big lap bar that you have to pull down. This isn't no Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters where there's one big seatbelt you have to swing across both people. This isn't no Haunted Mansion with a big lap bar that comes down. This isn't no Incredicoaster with a big old restraint that comes down over your head. This isn't no Silly Symphony Swings that has like a bar and then like a chain that you have to like clip in. This the isn't no secure vehicle. Like, yeah, Ever. this isn't no <laughs> Casey Junior Circus Train where you go in like a like a lion cage and it locks. This Rawr. isn't no willy nilly. It's a small world with no seatbelts. This isn't no. Uh, I can't think of any more <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean where you're That's going the through same the as dangerous it's a small world. Yeah, but it's They're more dangerous. I, mean, I guess it no... depends on who you ask, right? Are pirates more dangerous or are singing children? Yeah, I don't know. This isn't no Disneyland Railroad where you sit on a bench that's sideways. This isn't no Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, which isn't a ride. It's just a theater. and there's But seat- there's no seatbelts. This isn't no, uh, I don't know. Oh, it's going to have seatbelts. Oh, look. What? More news about the D23 Expo. <laughs> Oh, Oh, okay. I was going to say, remember what we keep saying? Dreams come true. We're going to have short episodes. We say, you know, maybe we'll do like an hour long episode. No. And then then this is what I do. I go on a tangent. What was the first thing that I went on a tangent about? Power balance bands. Yes. And then now I'm on a tangent about seatbelts. And I'm very sorry to all you listeners. Seatbelts save lives, man. You know what? Click it or ticket. That's right. (laughs) That's right. There's no hope with dope. Exactly. Yeah. uh, Drive high. Dun dun dun. Something. Jail. Drive high. Get DUI. (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing, but that's probably one. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. You say her saying about something about the D20. Let's get off this topic of yes and stuff. D23 Expo. Something. So we'll wrap up this talk of all the announcements that were coming up at Destination D23. The biggest one was, at least for me, here in California, where we were going to get, you know, a vehicle in Avengers Campus. Don't get me started. (laughs) The biggest news is that the D23 Expo will be coming back in 2024, August 2024 to be exact. Uh, Tickets will be going on sale in early 2024, spring uh, it's now it's now being dubbed D23, the ultimate Disney fan event, uh, which was already kind of what it was called. Uh, they the just dropped change, the expo. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because I thought D23 was the organization that put on the expo and the magazine the, yeah. and all that stuff. So It's D23, the ultimate fan company, and D23, the ultimate fan experience. I don't know. It's silly. There you go. What's yeah. wrong with expo? Comic-Con. Con Con stands for convention. D23 Expo stands for exposition. Boom. So this was part of the press release. It said, Disney uh, expanded Disney fan experience will feature new and exciting events across multiple locations, including a D23 takeover at the Happiest Place on Earth, evening entertainment at the Honda Center, D23 Day at Angel Stadium, and much more. 
Fan favorites, including ex- ex- exhibits, panels, shows, and shopping, will dazzle Disney enthusiasts at the Anaheim Convention Center. Ooh, dazzle. D23, the ultimate Disney fan event, is a one-of-a-kind fan experience like never before with spectacular shows, new venues, and multiple days of entertainment that will bring together the best of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. Highlights will include Sunday, August 4th, D23 Day at Angel Stadium, where D23 fans are invited to attend the Los Angeles Angels versus New York Mets game. Thursday, August 8th, D23 kickoff celebration at the Disneyland Resort. That's that's something new that they're doing. Uh, Friday, August 9th through Sunday, August 11th. That's when the actual, we're not calling it an expo, is happening. Tickets for D23, the ultimate fan event, will go on sale spring 2024. And ticketing options will be announced later for access to the Anaheim Convention Center and Honda Center. Admission for the D23 Day at Angel Stadium and D23 Kickoff Celebration at Disneyland will be available as separate ticketed events. Additional details will be announced in early 2024. So uh, the biggest change is that the Expo, which is traditionally a three-day thing, spans Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, is now expanding to an entire week-long celebration according to this press release and according to the announcement that happened at Destination D23. I don't know exactly what's happening, but it looks like they're going to be having some sort of celebration or concert or I don't know what at the Honda Center. But they made it a point to talk about uh, during during the presentation. They made it a point to say that, you know, people tend to sleep overnight for these panels and they tend to like wait for hours there's only one that people do that for, and that is the legend ceremony, which leads me to believe that the legend ceremony may no longer be held and in the hall or at the convention center like it has before. I have a feeling that the Disney legend ceremony will be the event held at the Honda Center the evening of Friday or Saturday, whenever they decide to do this, it'll probably be Friday night. Um, your thoughts on now not only having to buy a three-day or one-day pass, whatever you you think you were going to do for the expo, but now these additional experiences that will be separate ticketed events. Well, I'm not going to Angel Stadium to see a game. Just putting it out there. If you guys know, no. I have no interest. Um, and the Honda Center, I am not paying extra. Let's say it is the Legends Ceremony. Even if it's a concert, absolutely not. I will watch live streams because I'm pretty sure they're going to have that. Since they started with the other expo, the previous one. I mean, I would be fine with just going to the convention center. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I like to do be dressed have fun yeah it'll be interesting to see next year how everything rolls out yeah I'm I'm curious to see like what like is it included is it not included is it separate ticketed like is it only legends is it also going to be the parks panel is it going to be this that and the other thing like it you know the the big ones each day are the like it's the legends and then the the film panel and then the parks panel are the three big ones that's usually the ones that are like hard to get to and da da da. Everybody else is like, please come watch the Disney TV 
uh, panel, please. There's still tickets available. Come see it. Uh, yeah. Are they going to do one each night? Is it just the Legends? What you know? Because the Legends usually is in the morning. Um, yeah. And this is saying it's at night afterwards. So it's a you know switch up for them. So if that's the case, it's the Legends panel. It's going to be interesting to see if one if it's separate ticket or not. Two. Who's going to buy a ticket, a separate ticket just to go see the Legends panel like and have to go three miles away from where you already are to to see the separate panel? Like if you're out of town, do you get an Uber? Do you walk there? I mean, three miles is kind of far to walk. Um, Uh Or do you have to pay separate parking? Like I already parked at the convention center. Now I got to go to this thing. If you have a car and then pay separate parking, like it sounds like a big nightmare. Maybe if it's like, oh, we're if it's like an additional thing, like if they keep everything the same and then, oh, by the way, we're going to do Disney Legends in concert or something at the Honda Center. And it's like a bunch of, you know, you get whoever to come there or, you know, some big recording artist that they can nail down that's going to have a concert on Disney Plus or whatever. I don't know have somebody there and that's kind of like d23 expo people only can see this selena gomez concert or the jonas brothers whatever it is i don't know taylor yeah. swift or all i care i don't know probably won't be taylor swift don't don't probably uh, not she's really, don't, probably don't do not. that to him <laughs> uh, i think she's i think she's if it was taylor swift well. hayes it would be going i yeah I would just, um yeah i would just yeah <laughs> yeah you know but, again um, the, yeah it's weird i do want to be fair about this that it's purely speculation on my part that the legend mm-hmm. ceremony is going to be at the honda center but again it's really the only panel that I recall seeing people sleeping outside for and lining up for the day before whenever possible, right? Even the parks panel has people lining up early, but I've never seen people sleeping overnight for the parks panel. Uh, And they made it a point to say that, which is why I speculated that it's possibly the legend ceremony that's going to get that treatment, which you know, of all of the panels, it makes the most sense, right? It's the, the the most regal presentation they have, the entire expo. So if they want the pomp and circumstance of Hollywood, obviously, why not do it in a place like the Honda Center that can potentially seat way more than the hall can, right? And then you don't have to worry. But then there's an entirely new worry, like you said, Andrew. Like, will you Uber? Do you have to pay for separate parking? Will they have, like, shuttles? Will they have, like, buses taking people over there if they have a ticket for it? Um, it is definitely going to be a separate ticket. Um, but I'm. But from the press release, it looks like they're going to announce, like, combo ticket prices early next year in the spring. So they may have, like, a, a, a small discount maybe for, for getting it together. But it's going to be a bummer if they have more than one thing because then you, like, at least when it was at the convention center, if you couldn't get, you know, a reservation for it, because it's evolved over the years, right? They had, like, the the fast pass like system where you could get, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, fast pass sort of entry, and then it kind of evolved into what they had this last year where you could choose several on a like a per day basis and then it was kind of a almost like a lottery but not like a lottery and it worked okay but 
they still had a standby line. And so if so, if people didn't show up, because not everybody shows up, maybe they got caught up doing something else. Maybe they decided to go eat. Maybe they were too tired to even walk the seven miles from one end of the convention center to the other to get to this mm-hmm. presentation. And they let people in from the standby line. That's not going to be an option anymore if they have one or more of these events at the Honda Center. Now, if they do have concerts, you know, at the end of the day, like this last time around, they had like the Disney princessing concert or something, concert live, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, If that's what they're planning, like you said, if they have like an artist or like Disney songs or whoever they're promoting or whatever film, then that makes sense, right? Because then you can have a whole concert and everything. But I don't know, man, if they end up doing legend ceremony i know the last time i was cutting it super close and i barely got in and everything and you know legends is really i've been you know very open about the biggest draw for me at d23 or the expo is always the legend ceremony and if this time around it's a separate ticketed thing at the end of a full expo day and then you still have to go down to the to the honda center I don't know if I'm willing to do that. <laughs> yeah, no. You're usually drained after the day, even if you yeah. don't attend panels. You know what's worse? That I feel like when they were making the announcement, uh, like you mentioned, the streaming part, right? Like this last time around, they did offer like live streams of of the three days and it wasn't the whole thing it was like certain interviews and stuff they had like a specific area where they would interview um people from like actors actresses artists and all sorts of of things were happening in that like broadcast area so i thought they were going to be broadcasting more of the actual panels like over and i thought that they were going to have some like d23 online option where if you didn't get a chance to see like the parks panel because you were at a different panel like as part of your membership you could see the live stream on the website of that particular panel later on you know for like a week or two or whatever and that didn't happen and i was it was kind of disappointing uh and so when they started talking about this one and the people laying down and camping overnight i thought oh here it is this is the announcement they're gonna stream the whole thing for the people that are out of state and can't make it you know to see it they're gonna have like a stream only version this time nope they're going to the honda center they're just making it more frustrating to travel between (laughs) different things you want to see now who knows it sounds like a nightmare every year they change something there it's every year something's different so why not this year also be different why not? so we'll see <laughs> it's always fun and it's always annoying and we'll see what happens i guess is the term of the century we'll see what happens there you go all right well uh if you are an expo uh, goer d23 expo and you've been to past expos is the idea of going to watch one of the panels or a part of the expo at the honda center something that you can see yourself doing if it's not is there a particular panel that might entice you to go for instance i don't think i would do it but depending on who's becoming a disney legend i know i'm saying it now but depending on who's being 
you know, announced as a as an honoree. I don't know. I'm I'm like he says begrudgingly. Yeah, is there anything that would entice you to have to drive several miles? you know, in, in another direction to go watch it. And if there is, leave a comment. Join us over on Discord. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what that panel might be. If you're not part of the Discord community yet, we'd love to have you there. Joining is super simple. Head over to podcasters.com slash links. You'll find the Discord link there, along with some of our other commonly asked for links including a link to our latest episode the quizneyland playlist a link to our youtube channel a link to larry's youtube channel goofy guys adventures make sure that you're following larry because he live streams from the park several times a week whenever we have things going on like fundraising we have links to the things that we're doing for fundraising on that page as well so podcasters.com slash links is where you will find all of that uh, Mr. Andrew, yes. I believe it's time to start uh, wrapping up the podcast. And as we have been doing to celebrate the 100 years of wonder of the Disney company, I believe this time around you will be covering the years 1995 and six. Correct. That is correct. Fantastic. So over to you, the great Mr. Andrew. All right. Hello. Welcome again to uh, Great Moments with me, Mr. Andrew. Uh, 1995 and 1996 are the years, as we said. Um, We won't be covering any film or TV uh, media for, uh, you know, in uh, Solidarity with the Strike. Um, I will be starting with a little TV information. It has nothing to do with TV stuff. So for TV in 1995... On July 15th, Michael Eisner meets with Warren Buffett, the largest shareholder of Capital Cities, and Tom Murphy, chairman of Capital Cities ABC, about Disney buying uh, ABC. The conclusion is that if a price is right, a deal can be made. The next day, Michael Eisner discusses the Capital Cities ABC deal with Peter Murphy, Tom Staggs, and Sid Bass. They all like the deal. But before going back to ABC on July 17th, Michael Eisner instructs Stephen Bolenbach to negotiate with Larry Tisch, who is the main holder of CBS shares, on the price to buy the CBS TV network. On July 18th, Capital City's chairman Tom Murphy calls Eisner, saying the shareholders would prefer to receive Disney stock, not cash for shares of Capital Cities. On July 21st, a Disney and Westinghouse executives meet to discuss Disney buying the CBS uh, network. They offer to sell uh, for $80 per share. Uh, Michael Eisner then meets with Capital Cities chairman Tom Murphy to discuss Disney buying the company. Uh, Eisner offers $115 per share. Murphy and Capital Cities counter uh, Disney's offer of $115 per share for the company by asking one share of Disney stock plus $65 cash per share. That is worth roughly $120 per share at this time. Uh, Disney agrees to buy Capital Cities at ABC for the agreed-upon deal of one Disney share plus $65 cash per share. A total value of the deal is about $20 billion. Uh, on July 30th, the Board of Directors approves the Capital Cities ABC takeover. For video games in 1995, releases are uh, Animated Storybook, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, The Lion King Activity Center, Animated Storybook, Pocahontas, and The Legends of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. For theme parks in 1995, 
Starting out with a bang. On March 3rd, the Indiana Jones Adventure Temple of the Forbidden Eye ride opens at Adventureland at Disneyland. The estimated cost to build is $100 million. This is the largest attraction at Disneyland. Among the invited celebrity guests were George Lucas, Michael Eisner, Dan Aykroyd, Carrie Fisher. Uh, to promote the opening of the attraction, the Disney Channel produced an hour-long TV program entitled Indiana Jones Adventure, featuring Karen Allen and John Reese davies reprising their roles from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Forty days prior to the attraction's opening, a 40 Years of Adventure promotion giveaway of 40 unique annual trading cards began. Guests with valid paid admission received a voucher at the main gate turnstile to exchange for the card of the day, each in the series featuring a landmark attraction of the year starting with 1955. The last card uh, was distributed on March 2nd, 1995. Along with it opens the Indiana Jones Adventure Outpost Shop. On April 1st, entrance prices dropped by an average of 20% for adults at Disneyland Paris. Uh, also on April 1st, the Blizzard Beach Water Park opens at Walt Disney World. On April 12th, the Ohana Restaurant opens in the Polynesian Resort. On April 22nd, the Empress Lily Riverboat closes in Pleasure Island at Walt Disney World. The three restaurants on the ship close. Those are the Steerman's Quarters, Fisherman's Deck, and the Empress Room. On April 30th, the Beauty and the Beast stage show uh, at Disneyland ends. On May 15th, the California Grill restaurant opens at the top floor of the Contemporary Resort. Uh, the former name was Top of the World. On May 27th, the Casey's Corner Shop opens in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World. The former name was the Coca-Cola Refreshment Corner. On June 1st, Space Mountain de la Terra a la Lune opens at Disneyland Paris. Tomorrowland at Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom reopens after a complete refurbishment, which includes the attraction uh, Extraterrestrial Alien Encounter. On June 20th, the Walt Disney Company announces plans for a fourth theme park in Florida, Disney's Animal Kingdom. The new park is expected to cost $760 million uh, and be over 200 hectare. It is due to open 1998. That's a hard word to say, hectare. Yeah. Anyway. On June 23rd, the name of Videopolis in Disneyland is changed to the Fantasyland Theater, and the Spirit of Pocahontas show begins performances at the Disneyland Theater. On July 15th, the Fairytale Wedding Pavilion opens at Walt Disney World on an island near the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. On July 17th, Disneyland celebrates its 40th anniversary. On July 21st, Disney's Fantalusion Parade premieres at Tokyo Disneyland, replacing the Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade. On August 2nd, in Aspen, Colorado, over three days, 36 Disney executives gather to brainstorm ideas for a second Anaheim theme park next to Disneyland. The result is a plan for Disney's California Adventure. On August 21st, the People Mover attraction closes at Disneyland. On October 12th, Walt Disney World welcomes its 500th millionth guest, Michelle Davis. On November 28th, the Walt Disney World Speedway is dedicated at Walt Disney World. The one-mile-long track was built in a corner of the Magic Kingdom parking lot. Other notable events of 1995. John Cook is named Executive Vice President of Corporate Affairs for Walt Disney Company. A Disney officials announced that the preliminary agreement was signed in December for the company to spend up to $34 million on renovating the new Amsterdam Theater on 42nd Street in New York. The ice skating show Walt Disney's World on Ice opens in New York, running for 22 days. Sotheby's Gallery in New York conducts an auction of the Art of the Lion King. Auction receipts gross over $2 million. 
a new production of Beauty and the Beast uh, stage show opens at the Schubert Theater in Los Angeles. Disney announces it is buying 25% of the California Angels baseball team from owner Gene Autry. The Walt Disney Company signs a 49-year lease with the 42nd Street Redevelopment Project to manage and operate the new Amsterdam Theater. On August 6th, Michael Eisner talks to the Disney Board of Directors about appointing Michael Ovitz as president of the company. The board approves the negotiation deal. On August 12th, Michael Ovitz agrees to join Disney as president. And on August 14th, Michael Ovitz is appointed to president of the Walt Disney Company. His contract is for five years with base salary of $1 million per year and an option to purchase 5 million shares of the Disney Company. Uh, the Disney Legends class of 1995, we have Wally Bogue, Fulton Burley, Dean Jones, Angela Lansbury, Edward Mick, Fred Moore, Thurl Ravenscroft, Waithel Rogers, and Betty Taylor. Uh, birthdays for 1995. Uh, I did not recognize anybody born this year, so my wife helped me pick these names. I do not recognize any of them, so uh, here we go. May 12th. Uh, Luke Benward, September 12th, Ryan Potter, September 20th, Sammy Hanratty, September 22nd, Juliet Goglia, November 29th, Laura Morano, December 29th, Ross Lynch. I swear it sounds like a bunch of made up names. I no, like, Laura, I Laura and Ross are from Austin and Alley, the Disney TV show. Luke Benward sounds like the most fake name I've ever heard on my. Oh, family. that one's but fake. It's yeah, apparently no, a person. <laughs> it's a person, Luke Benward. I, anyway, it's yeah. These are names I didn't recognize. Next year, there's some names. I, anyway, uh, the notable deaths of 1995: uh, April 14th, Burl Ives; June 16th, Jack Wagner; August 11th, Phil Harris. That brings us to 1996. For TV in 1996, in January, Disney's acquisition of ABC is completed. For video games in 1996, uh, releases are Maui Mallard in Cold Shadow, ad, uh, animated storybook Toy Story, Toy Story Activity Center, The Walt Disney World Explorer, Pinocchio, animated storybook The Hunchback of Notre Dame. For theme parks in 1996, on January 1st, Delta Airlines discontinues sponsorship of the Delta Dreamflight attraction in Walt Disney World. The attraction uh, changes its names to Take Flight. They also discontinue sponsorship of the world premiere Circle Vision Theater at Disneyland. The theater is renamed Circle Vision. On January 2nd, the World of Motion attraction in Future World at Epcot closes. On January 12th, the U.S. government purchases the Shades of Green Hotel at Walt Disney World from Disney. On January 26th, the first car race is held at the Walt Disney World Speedway, a Formula Ford 2000 support race. On February 9th, the Disney Institute opens at Walt Disney World. On March 30th, the Mike Fink Keelboats ride returns to operation in Frontierland at Disneyland after closing in fall of 1994. On April 15th, Toontown opens at Tokyo Disneyland. Its layout is identical to the one at Disneyland. On June 18th, the first residents of Celebration and Walt Disney World begin moving into their houses. Also, the Richard F. Irvine Riverboat attraction in Magic Kingdom is renamed the Liberty Bell. On July 1st, the Boardwalk Resort opens at Walt Disney World. 
On September 15th, the Universe of Energy Pavilion at Epcot Center at Walt Disney World is updated, incorporating Ellen's Energy Adventure. On September 28th, the Grand Prix Raceway in Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World is renamed the Tomorrowland Speedway. And on November 25th, the Main Street Electrical Parade glows away again at Disneyland. I think this is the third glowing away, at least, if not the fourth, for the Main Street Electrical Parade. <laughs> for that year. For that year, yes. Um, <laughs> other notable events of 1996. On February 12th, Disney launches a 10-day preview of its internet website, Disney.com. And on February 22nd, Disney officially launches the Disney.com website on the internet. Primary purpose of the site is to provide travel information on Disneyland and Walt Disney World and to promote Disney merchandise. Uh, Disney's Hilton Head Island Resort opens in South Carolina. It is the first Disney vacation resort outside of California and Florida. It is part of the Disney Vacation Club resorts. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg files a lawsuit in L.A. Claiming, uh, claiming breach of his Disney contract, claiming he is owed as much as $250 million for projects he developed at Disney. Uh, Disney completes its purchase of 25% of the California Angels baseball team. Ground is broken on Castaway Cay, the private island in the Bahamas of uh, the Disney Cruise Line. The Walt Disney Company and McDonald's Corporation sign a $10 million multinational promotion alliance uh, set to begin in January of 1997. Walt Disney Imagineering merges with the Disney Development Company. The keel of the Disney Magic cruise ship is laid. Disney launches Radio Disney. The name of the California Angels baseball team is changed to the Anaheim Angels. Disney Online officially launches its Disney store on the internet. Uh, Disney also launches the Family.com website. In October, Disney lawyer Sandy Litvak tells Michael Ovitz he is being terminated as president. On December 11th, Michael Eisner hands Michael Ovitz the press release announcing Ovitz's resignation as president. And on December 12th, Disney announces the resignation of Michael Ovitz officially as president of Walt Disney Company. His total compensation package totals $140 million. And on December 27th, Michael Ovitz officially leaves the Walt Disney Company. Uh, that's a pretty good deal for, uh, I think, what, less than a year. Less than a year. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Disney Legends class of 1996, we have Bob Allen, Rex Allen, Exitencio, Betty Lou Gerson, Bill Justice, Bob Matheson, Sam McKim, Bob Moore, and Bill Pete. Uh, the birthdays for 1996, uh, January 3rd, Florence Pugh, January 15th, Dove Cameron, April 14th, Abigail Breslin, April 16th, Anya Taylor-Joy, June 1st, Tom Holland, September 1st, Zendaya, uh, December 11th, Haley Steinfeld. And notable deaths of 1996 are March 12th, Hazel George, and August 18th, Albertino. So that's the years 1995 and 1996 with great moments with me, Mr. Andrew. That's mean. But I just noticed that reading through this all that we've covered like in the episode leading up to all this we've covered like 15 things like in passing that i also talked about on this which i thought was funny disney cruises indiana jones world of motion like i don't know <laughs> did you recognize any of the birthdays in 96 though 
Oh yes, the birthdays in '96. I did reckon those are. Okay. I picked those myself. But... I knew Tom Holland. <laughs> At okay. least. Okay. But but what was the other one? Michael Fassbender, who did you not recognize from ninety five? Michael Bendwild. All the anybody. Luke Benward. Luke Benward, yeah. That's a fake Luke totally, Benward. That's totally a fake made up name. person. I, I if it was Michael Fassbender, I do recognize that name. Okay. All right. Well, it's time to wrap up the episode. Uh but before we do, Mel, I know that you've been working really hard to transition yield shoppy uh and you got an announcement about what you're going to be participating in again in november i believe why don't you tell everybody what you'll be doing where they can find you because we're coming on to christmas time and if people want some nice gifts now's the time to start telling people where to go (laughs) definitely um november 5th mark your calendars there is going to be a market that I will be vending in, and it is called the Isle of Magic Marketplace. It's going to be really, really cool. This time it's going to be at a auctions, a auction house, I believe. Right now I'm a little tired. I apologize, but on Instagram I am promoting it as much as I can. This place has pinball machines. It's going to have us vendors, like 30 of us. We're going to have so many different things, and it'll be between 3 and 8 p.m. And this is on a Sunday as well. So November 5th, on a Sunday, I will be there. I would love to meet everyone, Um, even if you just come down. We're about, I want to say, 15 minutes, maybe about 15 minutes from Disneyland. So it would be pretty cool to just see you guys. Um hang out for a little bit like i said say hi you guys could find me um over on instagram of course as the odd mouse shop and um i'm basically there on threads as well pretty much a little bit more active on threads so if you want to see like behind the scenes stuff or if you want to see like random memes that i just post because whatever i'm in the mood for um check me out there say hi you know, don't be shy. <laughs> don't be shy. So, um, yeah, I'm working on a lot of stuff. Um, there's going to be a lot of mansion stuff of shh, adventure. I mean, things you could think of. Um, pirates. Indie. Weird stuff. So that's going to be fun. Um, so, yeah. And RSVP, your ticket, if you haven't. And that'll be a, through... The, um, the Isle of Magic Marketplace, go on their Instagram and there's going to be a link on their profile for, so you could get your ticket. And tickets are free. So there you go. Looks like it's at a place called Captain's Arcade Showroom. Yes, and I apologize for not remembering that. <laughs> on East La Palma Avenue in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of you new to... Mel's vending, as they say in the old timey days, it is the old shopee because it's yes. it's, it's I, I get it's pronounced shop, but it's the shopee. Uh, and then you're also moving back to Etsy, right? Yes. So if people want to find you, they can find you on Etsy. And Are you on there now? Technically, yes, but I haven't opened yet, and I'm working gotcha. on that. 
I was hoping by the launch date, by this launch, uh, episode launch, but if it doesn't happen, it's going to be this weekend for sure. So bookmark the Etsy page. Um, We'll make sure to repost it on Instagram and threads once that has happened in case you want to find some cool stuff. One of my favorite things that Mel has ever made is a hatbox ghost face pin that glows in the dark that I use every opportunity that I can. I pin it to my face on my hat, of course, because it's not going to pin to my actual face. But I usually please wear don't it. pin to your face. Yeah, uh, I usually put it on my hat somewhere. Uh, yes, <laughs> I have one on my Christmas tree. Oh, you yes, made it you an do. ornament. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mel made an nice. ornament one. Uh, I like that he's got fuzzy hair. Uh, so yeah. it's one of my favorite parts. So uh, again, if you're looking for some really cool stuff, some really unique gifts, and some handmade gifts. Now's the time to bookmark the o- the Odd Mouse Shopee on Etsy. Follow Mel on Instagram and Threads for more information and to keep up to date whenever she's going to be vending at events like Isle of Magic. I was there last year. It was super cool seeing all of the vendors and all the stuff that they had for sale. So it was uh, pretty awesome. I know that this one uh, it is just going to be a little bit bigger and it seems like it's going to be in a much funner place as well. So check it out that's it that's gonna wrap up the episode uh anything else before we close this one out i think we're good uh uh i don't know belts stay (laughs) stay frosty of vehicles yeah wear your seat belt dream of vehicles uh, in the vehicles (laughs) click click it or ticket and on that note keep dreaming and keep moving forward And always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.